this drive. Welcome to you're listening to 99 Raw. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner, aka the creative king of the IWC. Uh, this is Thursday, November 11th, 2021. We're going to keep it casual today. I'm going to be talking about all of the latest news and rumors in the world of WWE. And that's what we're going to be doing today. So I hope you guys enjoy what's going to be coming up as I got a lot of topics. But before we get right into the topics, y'all know what to do. If you guys want, follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Follow the podcast on Instagram. Shout out to everybody on Instagram that was following me on there. It is at 99raw. And, you know, pro wrestling this week is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I want to be consistent as I possibly can. I'm here to pretty much announce the upcoming new schedule theme on what I'm going to be bringing to you guys uh, starting next Monday. So we have today. You're going to get a podcast today. Uh, You guys will not be getting a podcast on Friday. I'm not going to be doing Friday Night Smackdown because I am actually going to be out and pretty busy. And so the next time you guys will be hearing from me will be Saturday with AEW Full Gear. Um, I got y'all covered. We're going to be going in depth, um, analyzing what took place on the show. History will be made on Saturday, and I can't wait to be a part of it as a fan and as a podcaster. So you guys are going to be getting that. And then moving forward, the schedule will be the following. Starting next Monday, we got Raw taking a break on Tuesday. We got it running right back up on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Thursday, we are going to be taking a break. And then we got Friday Night Smackdown. And then ending it with Saturday with a bang, covering all the latest news and developments in the world of professional wrestling. So that's going to be the new schedule. I just wanted you guys to hear that from me. And not me posted on social media or whatever the case that is. So let's get right into this thing. Again, we're going to keep it casual. Uh, well, I'm going to try to keep it casual. But when I read the news reports, I don't know. My opinion might change. Um, I literally read these reports when I'm recording the podcast. Okay, so I'm kind of reading it as I'm going on and as I'm talking. But we're going to kick things off talking about Trish Stratus and how she is open to a WWE championship match or excuse me, uh, a singles match with, obviously, the superstar we're talking about here is Sasha Banks. I want to make a disclaimer, and I want to say right now, um, Trish Stratus, to me, is the greatest of all time, but I put Sasha Banks at number two. I really do. Uh, She gets a lot of flack, you know what I mean? And a lot of of people give her a lot of respect, but I consider Sasha Banks the second greatest of all time follow that is Lita so it's Trish Stratus number one Sasha Banks number two and number three is Lita those are my top three y'all might think otherwise and that's fine we have different opinions especially when it comes to rankings you know we all have variation of different opinions there but this article comes from Wrestling Inc shout out to Wrestling Inc um, so the article reads as follows In a recent interview with Vibe 05 Sports, WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus talked about the current women of WWE, most notably Sasha Banks. I mean, who doesn't really want to talk about Sasha Banks? She's the best in her craft. 
So she says Banks has been admitted for years that she wants to face Tristratus one day. And the seven-time women's champion says that there is a possibility it could come together someday in the future. Before I continue this article here, um, I will be talking about as we lead into, you know, the month of December, we have towards the end of the year. What you guys can be looking forward to is uh, me talking about ranking my best matches of the year, superstar of the year, feud of the year. We're going to do kind of an award thing again right here on 99 Raw. Also, I'm going to be kind of fantasy booking WrestleMania 38 and how I would make WrestleMania 38 the greatest card of all time. The potential is there, but it depends on what matches WWE is going to be following up on. And so you guys can be looking towards those two uh, episodes coming real soon on the podcast. So the article continues, and she says, quote, If you're talking about the dream match that everyone has been talking about with Sasha Banks, maybe you might be uh, referring to that match, Trish asked. She says, or you might not. Maybe that's what I'm referring to. She's an amazing athlete. People sort of, they fantasize about that match because we had a little face-to-face at the Women's Royal Rumble. And who knows? That is appealing to me. I think she is a fantastic athlete, so she complimented Sasha Banks not once but twice in terms of being a great athlete. She's brought so much to the company. She has elevated the women in the industry from what she's done. Before I continue, Trish Stratus is just dropping facts after facts after facts people consider me a sasha banks mark i am in fact a sasha banks mark i actually love being called that i'm a big fan of sasha banks and what she brings to the table inside the ring she brings the best out of every single competitor she is in the ring with if you dissect sasha banks's matches that's exactly what this woman does And that's why I put her on this pedestal in terms of being one of the greatest in-ring performers in WWE history regarding the women only, right? And that's just my opinion on it. I don't see a lot of women in WWE that make other opponents better than Sasha Banks. I consider Bayley is a part of that as well. I consider Io Shirai. When these women are in the ring, With the particular opponent, no matter what opponent you throw at them, they are always going to make that opponent look strong, right? And and that's just my opinion on that. So uh, Trish Stratus continues and says, I think fans would love to see that. I would love to whoop her butt and prove that I'm the best and you know stuff like that. She continued. So yeah, let's leave it with a little button and say perhaps one day, If she decides to go back in the ring, I mean, I may have a deliver at a little satisfaction to the boss. Um, I would love to see it. Uh, I've been kind of fantasy booking Trish Stratus and Sasha Banks happening at multiple WrestleManias. And I think it's just something that I would personally love to see. I'm going to get the cat out of the bag right now. Um... You know, I have a particular match with Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 38. Um, I'm just going to say it. It involves 
Her, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair in a fatal four-way for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's what I would do involving Sasha Banks. Now, y'all know where WrestleMania is taking place at WrestleMania 30, right? SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles. You got to go out with a bang. The rumor right now is that Roman Reigns is going to be taking on The Rock at WrestleMania 39. So you need another big-time marquee matchup. Sasha Banks versus Trish Stratus. That that's easily one of the most marquee matchups that you can do at WrestleMania 39. So those two matches I'm thinking of for that particular WrestleMania down the line. So let me know what you guys think about that idea. Let me continue here with the article. So Trish Stratus also gave praise to Alexa Bliss and the way she appeals to her heel tactics to a match. She even went as far as to say Bliss reminds her of herself when she was portraying the villain in the ring. I absolutely can see, you know, where Trish Stratus is coming from in terms of complimenting Alexa Bliss easily. Um, I think Alexa Bliss is incredibly, you know, underrated. Um, I think she doesn't really get a lot of respect because, you know, people have this perception that, you know, she's a beautiful face and, you know, all she is is, you know, a pretty face. She's not that good in the ring. I disagree. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss is pretty good in the ring, especially when she's in a match with a woman that can actually, you know, go toe to toe or is someone that is even better than her, you know, like Sasha Banks and Bailey and Charlotte and Becky and so on and so forth. I'm just naming the women that she's been in the ring with. You know, I could hope and imagine a match with Io Shirai down the line. You know what I mean? And um, I, I like that, you know, Alexa Bliss was mentioned here with Trish Stratus. So she continued and said, A lot of the time I see shades of me in a lot of the current women. It's funny because mostly I'd see on the timeline on Twitter during Raw, people like, quote, oh, shades of Trish Stratus. And they definitely are a few. I see bits and pieces of them. And then later in an interview out here, I was inspired them. Or they looked up to me when they were getting in the business. So it's really cool to see that. As expected, you knew that uh, people definitely look up to Trish Stratus and Lita and Victoria and so on and so forth. So she says, definitely Alexa Bliss at the beginning. I really saw shades of uh, me when she did her thing and when she was a heel. It's definitely cool to see that, and it's an honor. So, Alexa Bliss was complimented along with Sasha Banks. I think that is really, really cool there. So, that is my thoughts on that. Like I said, Trish Stratus, Sasha Banks, I personally would save it for WrestleMania 39. This match has to happen. You know, typically WWE, you know, they get antsy. They try to get pretty with it. You know, and they try to, I would say, they would really rush these dream matches. You know, you have to wait and you have to do it at a specific moment in time. I really hope WWE has a plan to do Trish Stratus versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 39. I might be thinking a little bit too ahead. We don't know. We can come down the line and Sasha Banks is released. I I mean, I doubt it. I, I would be retarded if that happened. Um, but, you know, Sasha Banks is a megastar. And um, that's just the truth. 
You might not be a fan of her, and that's fine. But she brings that star power that not a lot of women in the women's division brings. So that was a great article. Uh, again, shout out to Wrestling Inc., one of the most established articles and people that work there in the IWC. Next up, an exclusive internal opinion that Nia Jax's WWE release was a long time coming. I will give my opinion on Nia Jax after I read this article. So this is from Ringside News, one of the other established you know, news sites in the IWC. Nia Jax released her, was released from her WWE contract last week, and many fans were surprised by the news. I was pretty surprised, but then it hit me, and I understand why this needed to be done. I will go over that later after I finish this article. She was largely protected by Vince McMahon, who wanted her to look strong and loved the idea of having a monster female on the roster. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then she was cut um, after asking for more time off for her mental health. Uh, that plays a key part in what I'm going to say later. Jax came forward and told her side of the story. She was shell-shocked by her firing, and Paige even called for the company to bring her back. Uh, okay, I think that's hilarious to me. <laughs> Paige, bring her back. Nah, that's unnecessary. Ringside News asked around about Nia Jax's claim that she was released after asking for more time off for her mental health. FY, ladies and gentlemen, mental health is a big issue. Uh, I battle through mental health. I know everybody battles through mental health. If anybody says that they don't, they are lying to you. They are just trying to protect that shell, and I understand that. But everybody goes through mental health. A tenured member of the creative team responded that they had no firsthand knowledge of Nia Jax asking for a longer break, but her release was a long time coming. Uh, it was a long time coming. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to continue reading on. She says, no idea about how Nia Jax needed mental health assistance. Either way, she should have been fired years ago. Again, I'm going to keep it pushing, and I'm going to finish this article before I talk about... Mm, yeah, people are going to be mad with what I'm going to say, but it is what it is. I just speak uh, honesty, and uh, I be speaking truth, and if you don't like it, it is what it is. So they say, we were told that a combination of her work rate, backstage attitude, and the fact that she was dangerous in the ring were all reasons why she should have been you know, featured endeavored already. Vince McMahon always liked her and showed her a great a gratitude in her booking. She was also in a great spot as one half of the women's tag team champions alongside Shayna Baszler during her last run in WWE. Nia Jax uh, lands somewhere else. She could land somewhere else, but she won't come cheap. There is always the chance that she could have another run in WWE and if Vince McMahon decides to give her a call. Her WWE performance contract was a substitute one to cut from the company's bottom line as they used budget cuts from their reason to release more talents once again. Bullshit. 
Now, I understand some people got released because of budget cuts, but I call bullshit. Now, let me go back to uh, the article where it says, either way, she should have been fired years ago. Let me talk about that. Uh, backstage issues, backstage attitude, WWE, you need to understand something. Everybody's going to have attitude issues. It's because of the way you're booking them. You're booking them like crap. They don't like that. So they're going to start having attitude problems. That's nothing new in any field. You know what I mean? Now, work rate. I'm going to keep it a being with y'all. When I say that, that's a short term of saying keeping it 100 Keeping it real, okay? Nia Jack sucked in the ring. That's my opinion. Um, I have a lot of uh, knowledge of that. Because um, I've watched Nia Jack's matches. The only matches that she was ever good in, and this goes to show you how talented this woman is. Sasha Banks... And Nia Jax had, I believe, two matches together. Two or three in a one-on-one. And every single one of those matches were fucking good. They were good. Why? Because Nia Jax had an unbelievable dance partner. That being Sasha Banks. Nia Jax sucked in the ring. That is just the truth. You don't like it. Tough shit. Reason why I say she sucked... Because she's injured a lot of people. She's the only one that's been injuring people. Right? She's reckless. You know. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. But that is a sole reason why I would have released Nia Jax years ago. Backstage attitude. Again, everybody has backstage attitude. Compliment. Uh, non she was not complimented on her work rate. Okay. She sucked in the ring. We know that. But the one reason why I would have released Nia Jax, she injures a lot of people. Zelina Vega, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky. When Becky got punched in the face, she got injured. You know, she's injured a lot of people. So, you know, Nia Jax fans, y'all just got to keep it 100. Keep it 100 and keep it pushing. I know you're a fan of Nia Jax, and I get it. I understand that. But the truth of the matter is, your girl was reckless. And again, no disrespect. I'm just speaking the truth. She should have been let go a long time ago just because she injured a lot of her coworkers. I'm going to keep it pushing to the next uh, news article. We're going to be talking about WWE looking to release veteran NXT superstars on the roster i'm not surprised by this article whatsoever um you know i mentioned when nxt 2.0 was first you know introduced i said wwe is making this into an ovw 2.0 and ladies and gentlemen that is exactly what we've been getting now I haven't covered NXT 2.0. You know why? Because the show sucks. 
in my opinion, okay? We all watch the same thing. We ain't watching anything different. We're watching the same show. And my opinion is the show sucks. It's just my opinion on it. I watch it every week. But I don't finish. I don't finish from 8 to 10. I barely get through the hour. I will say this. The best things on the show. I watch the best stuff on the show. And then I just keep it pushing. I really should make a shirt called Keep It Pushing. Which I will. Eventually, when I get some merchandise, you know, I have to get the brand out there much more. But I got some ideas and keep it pushing is definitely going to be up there. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> if I keep saying that, I'm sorry. I know you probably you guys are annoyed of it, but I just love saying it just to say it. Uh, but either way, one of the positives on NXT 2.0, I'm not going to say the whole show was terrible, but majority of it is terrible. But there are some positives on the show. Number one, toxic attraction. Toxic attraction. They're very hot women. Okay? Vince McMahon wants the sexiness back. He wants the diva era. He wants these women looking like they're going out there wearing nothing. Wearing nothing. Tight shorts. Tight pants. You know what I mean? Where you can see cheeks. Come on, man. I'm, I'm Listen, I'm a dude. I'm just speaking the truth. Okay? That's what they like. That is what management likes. Okay, they were forced to this have this women's revolution because all of the other women in sports, you know, in soccer and tennis and basketball and and UFC, they were in the forefront. So WWE pretty much copied and pasted, you know, the run that those women were doing, and they put that in WWE. That is a fact. You don't like that? I'm sorry. That's the truth. Because what we were getting before that, nothing. We weren't getting anything. So they had to change their image on women's wrestling in the WWE. Now, people will say, well, they were kind of doing it, but they were doing it very slow, like very, very slow. And it was mainly on NXT. Okay, so that's just what happened. Now, let me read this article from Ringside News. So WWE continues their youth movement on the NXT brand. In an effort to make the company younger, new policies have been set in place regarding the age of wrestlers the promotion wants to hire. They also made several recent cuts in which age was a factor. In, a, in the future, WWE plans to cut even more veterans as they continue to trim the roster. OVW type of mentality is, you know, that's one of their high priorities. On the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer recapped the plan. He said veteran wrestlers who aren't being used on NXT television are in danger of losing their jobs. It's all a part of the maintenance to get younger. He says, I quote, I should also mention that there were, out of all the people who were cut, there were 10 others that were in strong discussion of being cut. Pretty much everyone who was not being used well, you know, was on the bubble and they were considering getting cut. I'm not, ex listen, my prediction is I expect more cuts before the end of the year. I'm just going to, I'm going to be honest. I think we're going to get more cuts before the end of the year. He continues, I'm going to guess when I saw the list of people who were looking to get cut, 
but were not, there is a chance of them being cut. Extensionally, everyone in NXT that's a veteran that you don't see on TV, all of those guys, again, they're trying to get younger. I'm going to go down a list of people I think are going to get cut. That's the end of the article. I'm going to go down the list. I actually made a list of people that I think are going to get cut. I think Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano, their contracts expire in the month of December. And they're rumored to be leaving the company, I believe, right? Especially Kyle O'Reilly. I would not be surprised if WWE's mentality is, well, you guys are already thinking about leaving. Okay, well, we're going to push you out the door first before you just open the door and leave yourself. We're going to push you out the door. We are going to release you. I could see Johnny Gargano getting released. I could see Kyle O'Reilly getting released. And then they will have a 30-day non-compete clause in their contract. WWE does not want these two men leaving the company by the end of their contract and just show up on a promotion days or a week later. They know that. They know that. So I could see them being released. Other people I could see being released. I could see people were saying Danny Burch was already released, but I don't think that's the case. I could see him getting released. I can see Oni Lorcan getting released. Um, I would not release this guy, but I could see LA Knight getting released. I pray to God that doesn't happen. You need to move him to the main roster. You need to move him to the main roster immediately. He needs to debut in the Royal Rumble, and he needs to be on the main roster after the Royal Rumble. No question. You know, Io Shirai, she was trending on Tuesday night. People were talking about how Io Shirai needs to go up to the main roster. She's done everything she could on NXT. Why do they still have her on the NXT roster? She needs to go up to the main roster. I completely agree with those people. Absolutely, 110%. My girl, Io Shirai, needs to go up to the main roster immediately. Give me all of these dream matches with Io Shirai. She's done everything she could on the NXT roster. She's been there for years. For years. It's time for her to go up to the main roster. Then again, I have a feeling and a weird suspicion that they're going to release Io Shirai. And I'm telling you now, if she gets released, my anger is going to be like on some Fiend type of vibe attitude where the Fiend lost to Bill Goldberg and when he lost inside Hell in a Cell. I'm telling you now, if Io Shirai gets released, I'm going off on Twitter. I'm telling you now, I think the best thing for Io Shirai is she needs to go up to the main roster. If she does not go up to the main roster, I'm telling you right now, this woman is going to get released and we're going to have a problem. Same thing with Dakota Kai. We're going to have a problem. I am scared for those two women. I believe I have a feeling one or both are going to get released 
any day now or any week now. Definitely before the end of 2021 is over. We're seeing these NXT releases coming through. And it's the veterans and their veterans. So if I'm an Io Shirai fan, like I am, I'm also a Dakota Kai fan, but I'm speaking from a larger sense. Y'all should be very worried. Very worried. And the thing is, these releases can come any day now. Any day now. That's crazy, right? Unbelievable. So those are the names. You know, Timothy Thatcher, I can see being released. He hasn't really done anything. They're, like I said, they want to get younger. They want to do the OVW formula on NXT 2.0. They really want to start from scratch. And I find it funny. Before I move on, Triple H had NXT TakeOver War Games. TakeOver. That name TakeOver is gone. It's just NXT War Games. Triple H is not in charge of NXT. Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard are killing every single essence of Triple H's NXT. Which means all these wrestlers that I just named, they're probably going to get released or moved up to the main roster. We're going to have to see what happens. But like I said, I'm very concerned. I really am, especially with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae as well. Candice LeRae's pregnant. She's having a child, right? Or she actually had one. You know, she's trying to come back. I can see her getting released as well. We're going to have to keep a close eye on that because anything can happen. Let's talk about the next topic. I found this incredibly interesting. Undertaker, the GOAT in my eyes, he wishes Roman Reigns broke his WWE WrestleMania undefeated streak. I don't know what Undertaker's smoking. I don't know what you're smoking, man. I'm going to just give my opinion, and then I'm just going to read this article. I'm going to switch it up here. Undertaker, in my opinion, that streak never should have been broken at all. You know what? In fact, that AJ Styles match, he should have remained undefeated, and that be his last match. As he goes into retirement, undefeated. That would have been absolutely one of the greatest stories in WWE history. You want to know another great WWE story? Kind of that in a negative way that it would piss off a lot of people. But I would love it. And it made sense at the time. Did you know that Undertaker was supposed to face John Cena at WrestleMania 30? That was the going theme, and then they changed plans. I don't know why, but they changed plans. We got Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. And then we got, of course, Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. And we know what happened there. I would have gave that one to John Cena. I'm going to be honest. I would have gave it to him just to see the look on everybody's face. Now, what I would have been pissed yeah, but at the same time, I kind of would have laughed because of the reaction everybody was going to give that man. He would have been the greatest heel in all of professional wrestling. And then in that instance, I would have turned him heel just like that. That didn't happen. Now, here's what the article says. The Undertaker will forever be remembered as one of the greatest 
professional wrestlers to have ever stepped foot inside the square circle. Facts. He's the GOAT in my eyes. He gave more than three decades of his life to the business, and The Undertaker's contributions will never be forgotten. Never. It seems he wanted Roman Reigns to end his undefeated WrestleMania streak. Wow, I'm pretty surprised by reading this so far. The Undertaker squared off against Roman Reigns back at WrestleMania 33. That match was pretty bad. Uh, the match saw the dead man lose to Roman Reigns, who was a much-hated babyface at the time. The Undertaker would go on record stating that he didn't like the match at all. Uh, well, Undertaker, majority of the fans didn't like it either, bruh. It was pretty bad. The Undertaker streak came to an end at WrestleMania 30 in 2014, where he was defeated by Brock Lesnar in a move that shocked the pro wrestling world to its very core. I still can't believe that happened, and I still won't get over it. I would not have made that call to Brock Lesnar. That's my opinion. So it says, due to this, his streak ended after 21 consecutive wins. While speaking to the Dallas Morning News, this was when he was at the Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, so this is pretty much what you know they're talking about here. So during the Dallas Morning News, the phenom stated that he wished Roman Reigns was the one who ended his undefeated streak at WrestleMania as it would have increased the value. Undertaker said, I quote, Roman, definitely. That was the right call. I wish he made uh, have been there first. If Roman Reigns would have been able to do it, I think it would have increased the value. Even Edge previously stated that Roman Reigns should have ended the Undertaker's undefeated streak. Wow, okay, so... Even Edge agreed. The Undertaker also admitted that he was overweight and out of shape for his match against Roman Reigns. No shit, Undertaker. We can clearly see that, buddy. Regardless, The Undertaker has been retired for almost a year now, and it is unlikely he will return to the square circle ever again. Again, you know, that match ends with AJ Styles on a banger the way you did. I wouldn't come back either. I really wouldn't. I think Undertaker needs to stay retired. That is just my opinion. Now, I love that Edge actually agreed with The Undertaker here. But at the end of the day, this is Vince McMahon's company. He doesn't give a fuck who you are. He's going to do things his way. Roman Reigns was his pet project. It's exactly what we got. It is what it is. Now, I've seen this news this morning. The last story of the day. This is from Russell Talk. It's regarding Becky Lynch as she breaks her silence about the major heat with Charlotte Flair. Uh, my opinion with this, before I read the article here, is I don't really care anymore. Uh, both women need to be professional when they're on screen. They can, you know, have a beef, you know, outside the ring, do whatever they got to do on social media, take jabs. This and that, woo, woo, woo. but when you're in business and you're on TV, you got to focus on business. Simple. And it was very unprofessional from both Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair to go off script and did what they did all those weeks ago. So the article reads here, WWE Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch has broke her silence about the recent controversy between her and Charlotte Flair. Uh, this is crazy. Uh, apparently, they don't even have a relationship anymore, so that's crazy. 
with the two set four match at Survivor Series since Flair is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Fans have been wondering how WWE would handle uh, things after they got into a legitimate argument backstage last month, which Flair being escorted out of the building by security. When asked about the incident by Sports Illustrated, Becky Lynch replied, I quote, I don't know, man. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk. So all I'll say is the locker room needed a hero, needs a hero sometimes. And sometimes somebody's got to be a hero. All I'm right being a hero. Uh, that's what I'll do on, and I will say on that matter. Okay, so before I continue, because she's not done. Becky Lynch pretty much said, uh, Charlotte Flair, you're a bitch. You're a bully. You're condescending. You're a narcissist. And someone needs to step up to your uh, princess looking stupid mentality. That's pretty much what Becky Lynch is saying without actually saying that. And that's why I'm here. You know, you just got to be honest. Got to be honest. Keep it a bane and just keep it pushing. All right. You know, I understand Becky Lynch didn't want to completely disrespect Charlotte in the media because that wouldn't be smart from a business standpoint. You know, disrespecting one of your coworkers like that. But again, Becky Lynch just straight up said, without actually saying it, Charlotte Flair is selfish. Charlotte Flair is about herself. Charlotte Flair doesn't want to put anybody else over. And she is, you know, full of it. She's not the greatest. She's not this and that. They need a hero and someone to step up to someone like Charlotte Flair. And that's why I'm here. That's exactly what Becky Lynch said. So when asked if having a real heat, real life heat with an opponent makes things even harder in the ring. I personally don't think that's the case, but we'll see what Becky Lynch has to say here. She says, oh, 100% more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. When you've got two people that are wanting to work together to make magic, then you make magic. Sometimes when there's hostility, when you can't trust a person, then you never know what's going to happen. You always have to be on guard. It's like a game of chess. You have to be thinking two steps, three steps, four steps ahead. What are they going to do? How am I going to handle it? If they do this, if they can't do that, whatever. Quote, uh, this business is built on trust and working together. That's the art of it. That's the beauty of it. If I make you look good, you make me look good. It's an art. It's a beautiful art. It's an art I love more than anything. If people don't know how to make that art, then it becomes difficult. It becomes tricky, and you never really get the full potential. But there's intrigue to that, too, because we never know. What this meant to happen, was that not meant to happen at all? What's going to go down? There's interest in both ways. One day, it's the beauty pure of art of professional wrestling. That's the way it's a bit of an ass show so we'll never know and we'll see what happens all right wow okay so becky lynch keeping it 100 but again she wasn't keeping it 100 so you know it is what it is um they don't talk let's just move on with this becky lynch spoke her piece i know charlotte flair will no doubt uh you know, say what she has to say about what Becky Lynch said. And uh, we're going to see what happens at Survivor Series. Are we going to see a shoot fight? 
What's going to go down? Are they going to work together? There's a lot of questions. You know what I mean? They just got to keep it professional. Keep it professional and keep it pushing. All right? You know, um, that's my thoughts on that. That's the last topic of the day. And that's a wrap for the podcast right here on 99 Raw. Um, Again, follow the podcast on social media. Go follow and subscribe to the podcast. Spread the word of 99 Raw. And I appreciate all the support and everybody that continuously goes out and listens to the podcast. Um, It's really cool. Uh, We're going to keep it pushing every week, every month, every year. I'm not going nowhere. I'm hoping to change the game sometime in 2022 and get even bigger. You know what I mean? And get more well known. That's all I want. That's all I can ask for. For you guys to trust me with covering all of the latest news and rumors and reviews in the world of professional wrestling. You know, I'm a fan that's honest. I'm a fan that's true to himself. I'm very creative. And I'm just uh, a fan that's honest about what he watches on a weekly basis. We need a little bit more of that in the IWC community. And, you know, if I have to be one of the leaders of that pit, I'm comfortable being the leader of one of the leaders, excuse me, in that pit of fire. And I want to comment before I go. I did see what uh, Shane Helms said about how the fans pretty much need to stop relying on the dirt sheets, you know, to have an opinion and stop worrying about the dirt sheets because they're not always right. Start focusing on what you're seeing on WWE television, you know, something like that, something like that, because I did read it and I did see what he had to say. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, and I'm going to keep it pushing. All right, Shame Helms, your product fucking sucks. The ratings prove that it fucking sucks. Okay? There's no continuity. There's no creativity. There's always 50-50 booking. The format is shit. Change it up a bit. How about you have some balls and stick up for yourself and stick up for everybody else in management, you know what I mean, in the creative writer's room or whatever you're doing, you know, and um, stick up to Vince McMahon. Stop saying yes, 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 yes. You're a yes man. Have some cojones. Speak up for yourself. Maybe he'll have a little bit of respect for people like you that do that shit. You're calling out the fans as usual. It's not our fault. It's not our fault that we don't kiss ass. All right? We have a voice of our own, okay? And what we're watching is not good, and we have that platform called social media, and we are going to speak, you know, our opinion on what we're watching on weekly WWE television. You guys don't like that. I don't know what to say. I respect you guys. I appreciate what you guys bring to the table. You know, you guys bust your guy, you bust your ass every single week, every single month, every single year. For our entertainment. We know that. All right. But at the same time. Stop insulting your fan base. All right. You know without us. Where will y'all be? There wouldn't be no professional wrestling. There wouldn't be no AEW and WWE. And other promotions without its fan base. You know that other company over there in Jacksonville. They don't disrespect their fan base. It's all in Stanford, Connecticut. Y'all disrespect your fan base. And then y'all get mad when we want to shit on the product. Give me a break. Do better. 
Be creative. Y'all just don't want to do it. Y'all want to do whatever y'all want to do. Again, I taught, I knew I was going to do this because I just get two way into it and I just want to go off. And uh, like I said, I kind of want to keep it you know, casual and keep it pushing. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today. Uh, I will see you guys on Saturday for AEW Full Gear right here on the podcast of 99 Raw. That's a wrap. I'm the Creative King. I'm signing off and I will see you guys on Saturday. Have a good day.